It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Hey, Shauna. Sorry about that. That's all right. I was reading. I was just was reading a message from one of the friends of the show and got distracted there. We're good. I'm what back. was the message? Uh, it's just from Dan, who I'm working on doing a little recording for his wedding for him. Oh. Um, so he wants me to record Pirates of the Caribbean, the theme song on the violin in like half tempo um, for his wedding. So I got to get on that right away. Specifically, why Pirates of the Caribbean? So I was trying to Is figure that... Is it a pirate-themed wedding? Yeah, like he said something about somebody being a, a pirate. I need to read back to see exactly why. Yeah, he said he's a pirate. Who's a pirate? Yeah, the, or is that part of the... Is that what the theme's called? No, I don't... <laughs> who's a pirate? I need to ask this. I'm very confused. Your job is just to record that, though? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I just was reading that message. So sorry. It's funny. I have something... I'm actually off the next couple of days, but when I come back next week, I have something related to, like, wedding entrance music for you. So... Sweet. I thought that is something I found last night that I thought was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so you're by yourself for the next couple of days on this show. I am. Uh, I'm off on a hike with my buddies, and yeah. we're going to talk about that a bit on the show. Today I was talking about how I'm scared of bears. Um, and then a friend, of bears. friend of the show, Mitch, messaged, and he's like, quit being a baby with the bears. Because he's like, you're going with a group. Mitch has done all these hikes that that we're doing by himself. Stop so, being a puss. puss, I'm, puss. I'm a bit of a puss. A bit of puss. And then our heritage moment today is about Wild Bill Pedo, who was just like a full-on mountain man out in Banff. Yeah. Um, like slept outside when it was winter and like just hard as they just come. Just badass, and pure badass. Reading about him this morning, I was like, I am a bit of a buzz. <laughs> Gotta harden up a little bit over there. Okay. Well, we're harder. doing. I think we're planning to. We got a few in mind, but the the hike we're leaning towards is, is uh, Ribbon Lake and Ribbon Falls. So if I if you don't hear from me, start looking there. We know where you are. Okay. Okay. Uh, Heritage moment on the show today, of course. I have a conspiracy involving. Bulk food. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Sean is in a bit of a pickle with a friend who's asked her to be a reference mm-hmm. uh, for a job application, so we'll get into that. Super awkward. And Terry, the month nominee after your out of context clip of the show. The Legions. common Calgary penis leech. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out for him. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Terry of the Month nominee from friend of the show, Jacob. Oh, good. I'm going to read you Jacob's message here. Okay. He said, I was houseboating last weekend, and there was this dude named Gord who did our orientation and helped launch the boat. Of course, his name's Gord. Good okay. start. Yep. OG fans of this show will remember that when the Terry segment first started, we first started talking about Terry on this show. Mm-hmm. He often had a friend with him named Gord. Yes. Terry and Gord, the two most Canadian names out there. This guy, so Jay Jacob said he was absolutely a gourd in every way. The voice, the skin that has never seen sunscreen, the language, all of it. So I was keeping an eye out for Terry because, of course, gourd doesn't go far without Terry. It's true. I introduced myself to the other staff, but none of them were named Terry. Then, just as we were leaving, I noticed gourd go into this bad boy. Oh, is that a Terry trailer? It's a Terry trailer. Oh, yeah. You've seen those Terry trailers around? Yes, we have gotten so many pictures of those Terry trailers. We sure have. Every summer, when, if they start coming out, people start sending us pictures of the, the Terrys that were camped next to them. And just phenomenal. So, apparently, Gord tows this trailer down to the lake and just lives beside the lake in the trailer in the summer. Oh, that sounds great. And I was like, and he is probably happy as a clam to do oh it. Oh my right? god, yeah. Gets to live on the lake, yep. gets to drive boats around, he gets to chat up all the bachelorette parties that come through. Yep. 
Oh, my goodness. Probably escorts a few of them on his own boat so that he can see the <laughs> ta-tas bounce. That's what he'll do. So Jacob said at one point they got in a sticky spot and they couldn't get the boat out, so Gord had to come out and tow them out of there. And I was like, he, he lives for that. He was so he happy. He lives for that. Happier he, than a pig and crap. He, he Absolutely. Because he, he said he could have been happier to rip on the young guys. And I was like, yeah, because yep. you guys just don't know the water like Gord does. You sure don't. He was don't. born on that lake. Mm-hmm. He knows it inside out. He knows every rock and every cranny oh, and nook. and Oh, yeah. God. So that is our that Terry is of the a Month nominee phenomenal for Terry today. Of the Month nominee. Kind of, he's just living the Terry lifestyle. He is, that is, yeah. That's what it's all about right there. podcast. My dad is bored as hell right now. He's recovering from surgery and he can't do much. And uh, so he was telling me about the movie he just watched, which was American Underdog. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. So it's about Kurt Warner, who uh, went undrafted and then he was working at a grocery store and then he came back and he became the NFL MVP. And it's this great inspirational sports story. And so he was telling me all about it. And he was like, that was a great, great movie. And he just wouldn't go, like he was going off about it. So then it got me thinking, I was like, I wonder if there are some other motivational kind of sports movies or inspirational movies that I could pass along to him to also watch. Because he's not super well-versed and up on his movies, so I'm sure there's some, even the classics, that he probably hasn't seen. Okay. So then I got me thinking. I was like, I wonder if there's other ones that I could p- perhaps suggest. Sure. So Sports perhaps, movies specifically? It could be motivational as a whole, maybe okay. sports. I don't know. The what, most inspiring films? The inspirational films that you know of. Well, I mean, if he's never seen Rudy, okay. he's got to watch Rudy. Yeah. Rudy is such a good story. That's a great story. Yeah, I know. That's like the inspirational sports movie. It's funny, and I didn't bring this up to him because I hung up and then kind of thought of it after, but I, one of my first go-tos was Rudy. I yeah. was like, I should tell him to watch Rudy. I don't know if he has. Rudy worked so hard. Yes. And he got his shot. Um, I love Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you've seen oh, Friday yeah. Night Lights, so that would be, a bit, again, this is sports, that one, but. Yeah, any of, I mean, remember the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Invincible. Any of the ones where, like, someone isn't supposed to be there. Yeah. And then they're there. I don't think I ever saw Invincible. No? What's Invincible about? That's the one about the... Mark Wahlberg. It's the one about the guy who walks on with the Eagles, I think. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have such a terrible memory that I'll see these movies and I instantly forget. There's yeah. a lot of them, too. There oh, are a lot of so them that many. do kind of blend together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miracle. Cliff, my boyfriend, who's a big sports guy, he loves Miracle. He's I don't like, think I've ever seen see. Miracle. Yeah, he says it's a real the, tearjerker. The American team at the Lake Placid Olympics, is that the one? It is, yeah. Right. Yeah, and he says lots of tears, but great movie. So that's another one. Outside of sports, are there any motivational or inspirational movies? Oh, it's yeah. It's a lot tougher. I'm trying to think of ones for that. What about like Goodwill Hunting? Oh. When you think about, again, you know, people that just aren't, they're not traditionally supposed to be there and then yeah. they're there, right? That'd yeah, a that's good a one. good one. October Sky, why did that come to mind? That's not exactly Is that the one about though. the rockets? Yeah, it's about okay. the rockets. I don't know if I remember that one very well. Yeah, that's the thing, but I remember it at the time being very impactful for me in a motivational way, so maybe that one? If he's never seen it, there's this uh, there's this little trilogy called Lord of the Rings. I knew this was coming. And it's so inspirational. Frodo Baggins took the ring all the way to Mordor. And he's... By the way, when I first talked about... One of the hobbits. Bringing this up, I knew that this was coming. I was waiting for it. In fact, it took a little while for you well, to get you here, but here we are. We've arrived at it. Movies. All right, he's seen Lord of the Rings. Move on. Your dad has seen We're Lord of the Rings? Done. Yeah, moving on. Has he seen all three of them? Oh, for God's sake. Maybe he wants to take the journey again into nope. Middle Earth. Nope, nope. 
You've just the ruined Hobbits? this whole segment. We don't want to hear about Lord of the Rings. We all know about it already, okay? The Hobbits were so insignificant nope. that Sauron didn't even consider even... that the ring might be there. Well, everybody's tuned out now. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We were at the beach the other day, and while I was sitting in my beach chair, I overheard a couple of kids playing in the shallow water near me, and one of them yelled, Penis leeches! Oh, no. Now, I'm fairly certain the lake in our neighborhood doesn't have penis the leeches. common Calgary penis leech. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out for them. Oh, Put wow. a clothespin on the end of your horn. Oh, my God. Just to be sure. I was like, I think those only exist in the jungle. But then I got wondering, do they actually exist? I was going to say, do penis leeches actually exist even in the jungle? You've heard the urban legend. The, the story about the one that'll swim up in your and then they spike out or whatever. Right. right. They, yeah, I have heard of that. So I did some reading yesterday. Yeah. And I learned a bit more about this parasitic fish that they call the kandiru. So this is the fish that's rumored to swim up someone's urethra. Oh, my God. Pretty name, by the way, urethra. Yeah. It's a nice name for a girl, isn't it? It's one of those ones like vulva that yeah. we're talking about. You should name your... Urethra Franklin. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and it lodges itself Beautiful. in there, right? That's how the story goes. Yeah. Turns out there isn't much evidence to support that. There are some local stories uh, from, the, from, okay. the, from the rainforest about it happening, but the only documented case of a kandiru being removed from a human penis... It was in 1997, a 23-year-old Brazilian dude went into the hospital because he said he had a one in his bird. His pocket finch, And yeah. they did a two-hour surgery and they removed it. Um, so he said he was actually, he was peeing. He was, he, was sh- he was standing in shallow water. He was up to his thighs and he was peeing. And he said it swam up the stream. Oh, God. Yes. Into his bird. Right into his kill Into his brat where he- <laughs> Yeah. And then eventually it chewed its way into his scrotum, that is, is how horrible. this story okay. goes. All right. So there's a biologist who wrote an entire book about this fish, and he spent a lot of time looking at this particular case, because it's the only documented case of one of these being removed from someone. He went to Brazil, he studied this, and he concluded that it's basically impossible due to fluid dynamics and the size of the worm and the anatomy of the worm and the anatomy of the human penis. So this so, guy was lying about his piston well, and what got in there. Th- I mean, the surgeon said he pulled it out of there. So it got in so, there some other way then. But it was five inches long and nearly half an inch wide. And if you've ever, if you're all familiar with the human mm-hmm. urethra, that doesn't seem at all possible. So nope. I don't know what this biologist concluded in his book. I haven't read it. But I suspect there may have been some funny business going on with this fella and this fish. <sighs> Little bit of funny business, Shauna. You think he you, he put it in his panini presser instead, or? Oh, I don't know. People have done weirder stuff. It's true. There is a term called sounding, which I highly recommend you don't look up. I'm not going to. But I didn't know it could be done with a fish. Okay. Maybe that's what happened here. I don't know. But then how did it end up in his scrotum? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who's a surgeon, and they often talk about how much people will lie about what they put... Oh yeah, I'm certain. And they, they, yeah, you'll be Out like, butts I, especially, hey, I fell, I fell on it. And they're like, <laughs> sir, you, no, you didn't. I no, fell, I fell, I, I fell directly on the- onto it. Nope, nope, sir, that's not what happened there. But people will, people will defend it. So maybe, yeah, I he made in- up this entire elaborate story because he didn't want to admit what he put up his bum. Not his bum. Well, put up anywhere. Anyway, yeah. I fell dink first into the river and landed mm-hmm. right on this fish, and it went up there. Can yeah. you please help me? Please, please help. Sir, that's not that's not what actually happened, but yes, we will help. Either way, it seems like this is just one less nightmare that we have to worry about in the world. That's and good. for that, I'm we grateful. We can sleep easy. The and Shauna Podcast. So, a friend of mine asked me to be their reference for work. 
and I, I love this person, but I have to be honest, I'm not sure I want to endorse them this way. Why not? Because um, I've seen the way they operate at work, and I mean, they're they're a good worker, but there are some things that I've heard that I'm not overly okay happy about, or okay. uh, ways that they've approached certain things that I'm like, I don't know if I would have thought about it the same way. Might be some potential issues. Yes. And you don't want to lend your name to that. And I know that sounds weird because then I was thinking about it and I was like, even if I glazed over some of the details or did say some things that maybe aren't entirely true, it's not like it's going to necessarily come back on me. It's not like this is somebody that I will be working with as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this, this reference probably isn't going to call me back and be like, you were wrong about this <laughs> or, but I just, for some reason feel weird about saying false things about you i know what you mean yeah you know, if somebody called like, you for a reference i don't want to lie you don't want to lie if they're like you know did I you want ever, to be honest are there ever any issues with this person You'd be like, no you yeah. know even though if you knew there were see that's tough and i mean it right with me it's your word mm-hmm. and it's your name yes and those are both pretty important and Again, who knows? Maybe down the line, I will encounter this person again, and maybe they will remember. Again, I know that's extreme, but there's yeah. just something about it that I don't overly feel good about. So and what I, do you do? This is what I'm wondering. Like, how do I, how do I tell this person? I'm like, I'm not comfortable being with reference for you because saying right. it that way, I that's going to sound wrong. Well, why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because you cause problems. Yeah. It's a tough situation to be in, and I'm not sure what to do about it. And you also, if it's a friend of yours, you want to give them the very best chance of getting hired. Yes. So you don't want to give them any sort of a negative reference. No. So, yeah, you're in a tough spot. That is a really tough spot to be in, Shauna. And they're a great person outside of work. It's just that, yeah, there's a a couple little things about work, and Mm -hmm. we've even chatted about it before, and I've, you know, tried to help them through some things that have gone through work that... I think maybe could have been dealt with a different way, but I, yeah, just being a reference. <laughs> you, it's a I dilemma. Don't know. Yeah, I, it really is. I'm in a real pickle over here. What do I do? Someone from the professional world, yes. how do you handle this situation? Please dig me out of my pickle. Wouldn't know what to do either. I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> Help. Eat this pickle for Shauna, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We got some messages from friends of the show with uh, some potential solutions to your conundrum here, Shauna. And I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed slash surprised with how willing to share you are about that. Are you not worried that this friend is going to hear it? Uh, well, she doesn't wake up that early, but um, does she listen to the podcast? She does not. Okay. No. Um, but also, if she did, I I don't know. I guess maybe that would be well. That would be how we'd. Uh, We'd hash it out. Cross that bridge when we get there type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. She asked about it a little while ago, so I'm wondering if maybe it was vague enough that she doesn't really know her, but yeah. Someone was like, talking about it on the radio may have just solved the problem for you. Right? If she heard it, this might take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's true, yeah, but I don't think so. Um, what were the best solutions that, that you were given? Well, some one one person just simply said, um, just say that you don't do references for friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a very easy way of going about it, right? Because that's fair. Yeah. And it, he said, it's just like act as if it's you know a conflict of interest of sorts. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's true. Other people were saying if it's a character reference, that's different than a work reference. Right, because you could say I've never worked directly with this person, so I couldn't comment on that. Yes. But I can tell you what they're like as a friend and yeah. as a person, right? But, which is good. Um, 
And yeah, I'm actually not sure if it's that she wanted it as a work reference or not. We worked together long, long ago. So even if it was for a work reference, it, I guess, wouldn't necessarily be relevant, right? Like, mm -hmm. or I could even say it was too long ago. If I did get the call and they asked, I'd be like, oh, geez, it was or only very briefly we worked together. Mm -hmm. So that's another good option as well. Um... Yeah, it's funny. Kelly uh, was talking about... <laughs> Kelly's message was really funny. He was like, that type of friend would be like me. He was like somebody who um, is a great person. Like, you get along well as friends, but at work, he's like, I'm very different. I have no patience at work. Yeah, Kelly basically admitted that he's difficult at work. Yeah. He said he's people get along with him in his in his personal life, but not at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny. There are t people like that, right? Where you're very different at work than you are as a friend mm -hmm. and some people that I've even worked with who are friends and at work they're complete yeah like they're they're a bit of a jerk and then as friends they're great people like so yeah. it's very funny they flip into work mode yeah yeah very strictly business totally no uh no funny business at work that's for sure straight oh, business ha, ha at work there hey <laughs> You know what I will give you good reference for? What's that, Shauna? A Shane Home. Nice. Oh, yeah. Shane Home's home. Shane Home's home. They offer affordable customization. We've talked a lot about this recently on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just think it's such a cool feature because the concept of, of a custom home or a custom floor plan seems kind of out of reach to most people totally. within their budget. Like, that's a real baller thing. When I heard about that, I was just like, oh, that is so awesome. It yes. really is. The fact that you can do that for yourself. Because we looked at so many houses. I'll give you an example. So many of the houses that we looked at last year when we were going to buy um, had a bonus room. And I've just never been crazy about the bonus room. I know some people really enjoy their bonus rooms, but to me, I don't feel like our family would get a lot of use out of that space. Yep. So I was like, oh, this house is great, but so much space is wasted for us here in the bonus room. Wouldn't it be great if this could be something else if this could be a big bedroom and the bonus you know well and room. i think we've mentioned this before but my parents old house uh my mom wanted a practice room where she could practice the violin she wanted it off of their bedroom oh. and they found a house that that was able to be like that was that was a thing but they had to go hunting and it was a really mm -hmm. tough they, they couldn't just customize the house that they had so so like a bedroom and then there's a separate room off the bedroom that's yes. just and i bet shane holmes could even like soundproof that sucker oh Damn! Which would be really good. And they're already soundproofed, so... There you are, Sean. Oh, jeez. You know how this works. Oh, yeah. For more info, ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I'm off for the next couple days. I've got some buddies coming in from Saskatchewan, and we're going hiking tomorrow night. Yeah. We're staying overnight. Overnight hike. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, but I have to be honest with you. When it comes to these backcountry excursions, part of the anticipation... And dare I say, part of the fun is somewhat diminished by the thought that there could be bears out there. I always have bears in the back of my mind. Do you? Yes. And we follow all the bear safe tips, but mm -hmm. there's still always that risk. And I feel especially vulnerable, like sleeping in a tent out in the mountain, you know, with no one else around, right? Yeah. I feel like I should maybe be more concerned about bears than I am. Because it, it is a, a thing. There's lots of bears around. Depends what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Like... Like, I've encountered a couple of bears while biking just from Camor to Banff. And mm -hmm. a couple of them on the 1A or the highway that shuts down. Yep. Like, the one time I turned the corner and there was a bear right there. But I was on a bicycle, so I don't know. I didn't feel that. Yeah. Like, when you're lying in a tent in the dark... Yeah. ...in the woods, you're you very, can very little hear them sound. coming, right? Like... What would you do? 
Or you have your bear spray, of bear course. Bear spray, yeah. And then if like Make I was just noise. like brushing up on my bear safety this week, so I was googling Kananaskis bears, and that's a terrible idea because all the headlines are like. Canmore man shares harrowing story after surviving grizzly attack. Right. Hiker mauled in bear attack. Yeah. I even watched a video about this hike that we're planning to do. And at one point in the video, two grizzlies on the trail. Hmm. Yeah. And like I was reading some of the, um, you know, some of the tips from bear experts and stuff. And like, you can get real deep into it. Like the big one is, of course, like don't cook near your campsite. Keep all your food yeah. in bear bins or like in a bear hang if you have you have to. Yeah. Um, they say like not to not to wear the same clothes you cooked in in your tent. Maybe don't cook salmon. Don't smoke any salmon out there in yeah. the woods. Yeah. One tip I read even said like some experts say you're not supposed to sleep against the wall of your tent because a curious bear might take a swat or a bite to see what's in there. Like, that's terrifying. But how often that does is, that really happen, right? I don't like, know. But then you read, like I said, you read the headlines and yeah. it sounds like there are people encountering bears all the time with bad outcomes. And some people are so chill about it. Like, even this video I was watching, they're like, and we saw a couple bears on the trail. But mm. been, I'm like, I are you not? I would be thinking for the rest of the trip, those bears are coming to our campsite tonight and they're going to take a bite of this lean Saskatchewan beef right here. That's They're coming by to get a taste of this Sasky. Yeah. This Sasky beef. I don't think they want you. You uh, don't think so. I right? don't. Just, you know, a little too much cousin love and mixed in there. They don't. Um, but no, honestly, I like it's funny because I don't. Yeah, I, I think I I would. I don't I don't know if I would take it seriously enough. No. But I mean, if you do all the. But you haven't done a lot of backcountry hiking or, back, or, yeah. or camping, right? Yeah. When you're out there, it feels very real. Yeah. So I, I feel like my my enjoyment, my relaxation would be much greater like if it wasn't want the threat you, of bears. Right? Like they, that's not obviously. I I know bear attacks happen, but yeah. the majority, like they're not in, actually interested in you. That's true. So I'll try to keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Till they get a look at this sweet ass. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, Rob, sent me this video from this this real Terry, and he's driving a truck without a steering wheel. And he's using a pair of vice grips to turn. Oh, yeah. I've seen the old vice grip steering wheel before. And he's driving down our rural Saskatchewan highway. <laughs> and he's actually singing. And he has a little song that I'll just play for you real quick here. Time to do some sketchy shit. Do da, do da. Hope I get away with it. So he's just singing this along as he's... I think that's a TikTok sound that's used in a ton of different videos. Okay, amazing, because that is... I was just like, that's really funny. But this is what he's doing. He's holding on to these vice grips. And (laughs) as much as the video is hilarious, the... um, the comments that are on this video are also really funny because it's a bunch of just true Saskies that are, you know, responding to this. So I just wanted to read some of these off to you as a proud Sasky. I thought you'd appreciate this. Um, He says... I'm, or one person says, I'm convinced the government just ignores Saskatchewan and hopes nothing goes wrong. Somebody's <laughs> like, there's literally nobody on 2,000 kilometer radius, so who cares? Just send it. If it drives, it drives. That's what matters. Probably a 12-year-old driving. And then there was... <laughs> a, probably a 12-year-old, probably a 12-year-old driving. Driving with a vice grip steering wheel. So many been there, done that's as well. And one one person says, the, oh, only, man. the only time I saw a police officer on gravel roads in rural Saskatchewan, I was driving underage illegally and we passed each other and waved as usual. <laughs> 
Probably had a beer going too. Absolutely, yeah. that's what other people were saying too. And somebody did that a couple years ago. Was driving home and started to stop, hit the brakes while well, that wheel locked up. I lost control of the vice grips and broke my arm. <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many other people have these experiences as well. Yeah, I've done that. Had doors but no seats, so I was sitting on a bucket. Oh it's my just god. Like, this is, I love it. What a it. place, hey? It's what just beautiful. What a place, my yeah. home province. To be fair, I was like, rural Alberta is probably very similar, right? So it's just, it's relatable. Keep two hands on the vice grips at all times. <laughs> Ten and two. Ten and two on those vice you grips. You think he was wearing a seatbelt or? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I don't know if you'll remember this not, Shauna, but a while back with you, I shared a small dream of mine. Small dream. Okay, I was at a farmer's was market with a friend, and I was looking over the incredible selection of cheeses they had at this one stall, and I said that I would one day like to be the kind of guy who had like a dozen different types of cheese in his fridge at all times. Oh, yeah. And my friend was like, that seems like a pretty attainable goal. Probably for 150 bucks, you get a pretty good cheese stash going in your fridge, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, in that same vein, if I go to someone's house and they have a well-stocked beverage fridge... I just, I always assume that's like, that's such a baller middle class move, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, if they have all kinds of beers and sodas and seltzers, maybe even like some energy drinks mixed in there, I'm like, oh, this damn. person's doing pretty well. Yeah. Things are going well for them. Especially if it's arranged a certain way. The product has to be cold and faced. Yep. It's all got to be faced properly, yeah, right? Yeah, in like a, a nice order. And yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That just screams class to me. Yeah. And if it's craft beer, oh, my. If it's all craft beer, too? Yeah, that's too much. That's too rich for my life. I am seriously impressed. Oh, hell yeah. The most baller move of all, I think, is when you have guests over and you point to the fridge and you say, anything in there is fair game. <laughs> am I on cribs? Yeah. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that would be, I need some friends like that. That would be one great. Of, one of my best buds has basically done this. So he, he teamed up with Village Brewery and he had his own beer made. Oh, for so God's it's got, sakes. It's got his name on it and his picture on the can. And he's got flats of this stuff that's always cold, and you can just have them when you go over there. That is and it's so like awesome. Good craft beer. Oh, man. That is a baller move. Yeah. And then he also has, he has two liquor cabinets. He has one that's fully stocked, and that's for anyone to just help themselves to if they oh, want. Damn. And then he's got like his personal collection, which is the nicer stuff. Okay. And that's for special occasions and stuff. But you can just yeah. grab a drink out of this cabinet, grab a beer out of the fridge, a cold craft beer with his picture on it. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to be him when I grow up. Baller. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. It's a conspiracy. Oh. Fairly early for conspiracy. I'm ready for yeah, it. No though. trouble's coming when yeah. you hear that sound. Okay. This is Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Backler along with Shauna. I have one involving bulk foods. Okay. I bought some bulk candy yesterday. I friggin' love bulk candy, Shauna. As you do. And savings. Uh, Good. I try to be sparing with it because it's dangerous to have a giant bag of candy that you love at the house. Fair. So it's only a special treat. But anyway, the candy I was buying, <clears throat> excuse me, was about eight bucks per pound. So I weighed out a pound of it on the scale. You know, they have those scales hanging there. Yep. And then I went to pay. And when I checked my receipt, it was ten fifty, which is a bit of a discrepancy. Yeah. I was thinking, what if they calibrate those scales a little light so they can take a little more off each transaction? Hmm. I mean, they're not going to get rich by doing this, right? Because no. it's just, it's it's a little bit at a time, but a few bucks here, a few bucks there. I was going to say, though, wouldn't they want to recalibrate all the scales so that you don't weigh and then have the different price showing up, you know? To, How do you mean? 
Well, because you said you weighed it once, so why don't why wouldn't you put that scale a little light as well so that it all matches up, right? That's what I think they did. Oh, because I thought you said that it was different you, though. When they you have get... this, the, the customer use scales yep. out in the aisles, mm-hmm. so I put it there. Yep. And it said a pound. Yes. And then when I went and took it to the till, it was more than a pound on their scale. Right. So you should calibrate the other scale too, the hanging ones, so that all of so that this doesn't happen. There's discrepancy. This is the conspiracy. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> they. If it shows up as lighter on your scale, you will pay more when you go mm, to actually pay. I see what pay. you're saying. Yeah, I was going to say just make it all... So, yeah, okay. Then there wouldn't be a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Sorry. So, yeah. you know, I think the odd person might look at that and be like, okay, I only wanted $8. I'm going to go take it back. But I think most people are going to be like me and that's oh, close enough. You know, extra $2.50 worth of this candy, mm. whatever, I'll pay for it. They're just skimming. Just skimming, mm. right? If you think about the number of transactions that would happen in a store that sells bulk food across the chain, that would add up. Yeah. You know, two, like I said, 50 cents here, two bucks here. Yeah. It would make a difference on their bottom line over the course of a year. It totally would. Yep. Okay. On the plausibility scale, how many goosed fitness trackers out of 10 does this one get? I, I mean, I'm going to say probably 14 or 15 goose fitness trackers. Goosed. Goose. The scales are goose too in the bulk foods aisle. Yeah, They're right? They're goosing them. Mm-hmm. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's a guy who works out at the gym with me in the morning, but uh, he only does arms. Just arms and, every day. And mostly only biceps. I don't think I've even seen him do anything outside of just straight curl, like bicep curls. And <laughs> like it's, and I was like, it's interesting. Like doing, he has great looking biceps, like giant arms. But it made me realize that I'm not that impressed by just giant biceps. Like, it's like the girls that just do crapper at the gym. There's it, so many right? girls like, that just poop her day every day. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, you, you got to mix it up a little bit here. The biceps know? don't do it for you, hey? No. Well, I think. When people think of big arms, mm-hmm. often what they're thinking of are triceps and delts. Yep. But we just think of curls to be is related with arms. A lot of myths about the arm muscles, and I'm happy to put this one to bed. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the bottom line is, yeah, he, he just doesn't seem to work out anything else. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, there's other things that guys can focus on that as a girl you think are very attractive as well, right? Like nice shoulders, Beyond just the biceps, right? If your t-shirt hugs on your shoulders a little bit as a guy, that's a great look. I'm a big fan of that. You could also achieve that look by buying your clothes at Baby Gap. It's if true. If you just buy things way too small, then I've seen you that will before, though. But when your gut fur is hanging out, that's mm. not an attractive look. No, <laughs> no. You know, like just because it can pull right up on the top there, and then your gut fur is it kind <laughs> of just <laughs> counterbalances itself. You know, but a child shirt, sir. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, you got you to mix that one up. Uh, another one is if you wear a, a V-neck and you've got a little bit of the pec showing up, the, the guy cleave. Okay. Little of the cleave. Again, that's attractive as well. Shaved chest? Uh, yes, I was going to say mm. not if you have a... If you have a tuft of fun coming up out of there, if you have that teen wolf look going on. Yeah, that full shag rug coming out, of, pop, popping out, then not, not that, quite okay. as much. But um, again, the odd, the odd <laughs> chest hair is also fine. That's fine. But a V deep enough to show the pectoral muscles, well, that's an aggressive... Deep but the v. top cleave, top cleave. So you can actually like get where it kind of you can almost see it, but not showing the full, okay. the full thing because that would be that would be half the chest, I think, in a V. Which I'm, again, you know, if you buy deep your V, yeah, just rip that down. So there, there's another one is strong forearms. 
a guy who has, you know, the rolled up shirts and the forearms showing. Another thing that I like as well. The so, rock climbing arms, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the strong ones. Or the ones that show you, you know, you do a lot at home as well. Um, but those are other things that you can do where you don't have to just go straight bicep. It's almost like bicep is overdone now. You know, if you yeah. only've got that, it's like, okay, you like, can do other stuff too. Like I said, if the tricep is two thirds of the arm, yes. you want big arms. Mm-hmm. Curls are not the best way to get there. That's true. And triceps, a nice tricep, of course, too. That's a really nice one. This guy, though, just straight buys. Hmm. That's all he's got. He's on an interesting program, it's isn't he? It's a very <laughs> strange one, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Anytime you venture to Banff, you most certainly see the word pedo around in honor of legendary mountain man William Pedo. And we featured Wild Bill in the past, but it's time to dig even deeper into his history as it's truly significant. His name can be found on road signs, restaurants, saloons, and of course the famous Pedo Lake is named after him. He was known for shaving himself with a hunting knife and silencing his alarm clocks with a gun. He left his home country of England in hopes of living in the wilderness, feeling as though his country was becoming too industrialized. He briefly lived in Cochrane, but preferred the mountains, so relocated to Banff, where he acquired some property from the federal government and built a log cabin. Pito did it all. Mountain guiding, horse outfitting, he was a packer. Tourists were drawn to him because of his immense knowledge of the Rockies, and he led a group to the first ascent of Mount Assiniboine. Wild Bill would go hunting for minerals and built a number of cabins to serve as shelters as he adventured further. The most permanent was in Simpson Pass near what is now Sunshine Village. He was a bit of an odd duck and was known for his strange sense of humor. One of his habits was to snowshoe from his shack in the mountains into Banff to buy a steak at the butcher shop. He'd then make a big show of eating the steak raw while snowshoeing home. Pito once had a coin flip competition with another prospector to see who would go to the Boer War and who would stay behind, and Pito won. His job was to ride ahead and draw fire from the enemy. Even though two horses were shot out from underneath him, he was never shot and eventually returned home. He became one of the first park wardens in Banff and was known for shooting coyotes to protect the elk and building trails and more cabins for those traveling through what is now the National Park. He saved a woman from Mount Eon after her husband fell to his death and was commended for this act of bravery. And this is only the start to Bill's story and his influence in Banff. His face is now on the Banff welcome sign and a number of local businesses are named after him, including the late Wild Bill's Saloon. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. You want to be the pickle of the office? I am the pickle of the office. I've never seen you eat a pickle, Sam. a video of me drinking pickle juice right from the jar. Like, He's the pickle of the office. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.